Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Patrick Smith, who is describes himself as a, uh, an, uh, an amateur guitar player who takes it takes it very seriously. He's been playing guitar for many years. He's taken uh, quite a few uh, courses in guitar playing, and in particular in uh, Alexander Technique related courses. He he uh, has a blog that he contributes contributes to regularly about his experiences uh, practicing and playing and how the Alexander Technique fits in with that. He studied with a number of Alexander teachers and most recently with uh, David uh, Jernigan. Um, Patrick lives in Tacoma Park, which is just outside of. Washington D.C. Uh, Patrick, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. Patrick, could you begin by just giving our listeners um, a short answer to the question, "What is the Alexander Technique?" Yeah, short answer. Um, well, for me, it's been a way of connecting my body and mind um, in the present moment with what I'm doing. Uh, particularly related around the guitar, but it can be extended to anything. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's a way of introducing an ease and, and freedom into my body that uh, is not natural to me, was not natural. It's becoming uh, a little more so. Mm-hmm. And did you, uh, in, did you first encounter the Alexander Technique uh, after you'd been playing for a long time? Well, um, the quick the quick story is I played as a as a young man and then let go of it at some point and then uh, around the age of twenty eight I started to play again um, and then a few years after that I took a guitar craft course under the direction of Robert Fripp um, that was twenty one years twenty two years ago actually in eighty nine. And as part of all those courses, the Alexander Technique is a part of it. Um, Frank Sheldon was there along with uh, another woman. Her name was Daria, but I her last name escapes me now. Mm-hmm. So that was my introduction to it. I've been involved in guitar craft heavily since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Alexander Technique was something that whenever I was on a course, there were residential courses sometimes a week long, sometimes longer. Um, the work that Frank and others would do, eventually Sandra Bain Cushman became part of it. Uh, I always felt better. I'd come home and people would say, God, you look better. You look a little taller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and did it help your playing at that point as well? Uh, yeah, well, I, at the time my playing, I really wasn't that good of a player. Um, so I'm sure it was helping but mm-hmm. I couldn't see it as much then. Um, mm-hmm. Where it got more serious for me, uh, about four years ago, I got a nasty case of tendonitis in, in my left um, arm and wrist. Uh, and I had to stop playing. And I did, you know, Western treatments, acupuncture, uh, muscle re- release technique. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar yeah. with that. Yeah. That was very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And around that time, I started paying. I started studying Qigong some and paying more attention to how I use myself. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And then just February of last year, I was on a course with Sandra, um, a residential course, and was going to be on another one in March and decided in between the two courses, I would take a couple lessons. And that's when I found David Jernigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really started to embrace the Alexander technique to check in regularly, give myself the, the directions do lie downs more frequently, mm-hmm. and by lie downs we're referring to um, you're referring to uh, uh, a lying down process that Alexander teachers uh, often have their students do, which is a, it's a very specific way of lying down. I, I don't think Correct. we need to go into it too much here, except that it has it has some pretty powerful benefits. Oh, absolutely. It's one of the easiest things a student can do to to enhance them, their physical functioning if they're taking Alexander lessons. Correct. So, so uh, be, I know from reading your blog that, that you, uh, when you're practicing and when you're performing, Alexander-type ideas uh, keep coming up and you, you find yourself applying some basic Alexander principles to yourself as you play. And over that period of time, I assume that you've kind of gotten some insights into what is the t- what the technique offers, in, in your case, to a guitar player, but more generally to musicians that might be missing from traditional music um, uh, teaching. Uh, sure. Well, um it's helped me to pay attention to how I'm, how I'm using my body while I'm with the instrument. Mm-hmm. So for one, referencing the tendonitis again, I also had issues in my shoulder, uh, the, the left shoulder that holds the weight of the guitar. Mm-hmm. It got to the point I was thinking about buying a different guitar that would be lighter. Um, but in, in learning how to apply the technique... The shoulder no longer hurts. The wrist no longer hurts. And there's a general uh, ease in my playing. Um, Sometimes as I'm working with it, my tone gets better. Um, Tone Mm -hmm. being the quality of the sound that I'm producing. Um, So I'm assuming that the kind of issues that were addressed with Alexander lessons are not the sort of things that most say, guitar teachers would teach a student? Is that fair to say? I'd say that's pretty fair, yeah. One of the amazing things about uh, guitar craft and Robert is Robert is a very, um, very mindful about how he uses himself, very efficient, effective in how he uses himself. So that is transmitted to us via him and via the use of the Alexander Technique. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of players, you know, they're just slung over their guitar, um, no sense of what they're doing or how they're doing it. Um, and I find myself at times uh, collapsing over the guitar a bit at, and and hear and feel, you know, the difficulties that's causing me when I do that. And so... Yeah, I mean, from from my own uh, experience in working with guitar players over the years, they um, you kind of you often see, I guess, what you would call a kind of a curlingness in guitar players, sort of wrapping themselves around the guitar, but 
often in a pretty um, in a way that's not very helpful for for breathing or for movement. Correct. Because uh, it is a large instrument, and you got to get your you got to get your hands in, in places. You know, the, the temptation to collapse yourself around the instrument is pretty pretty great with with the guitar. Yeah, and I, I think for any musician, you know, your hands, your fingers, are making such small, subtle movements, and you want to control them. Mm-hmm. Yet you need to let them be free, and that's the where the crux of it all, I guess, mm-hmm. lies. And 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 that's where the technique allows more freedom um, in how I make those small, subtle movements. Right, right. So uh, one thing, I'm sure other musicians must um, talk to you from time to time about the Alexander Technique, and when you describe it to them, how how do they typically react to what you tell them? Uh, they look at me like I'm a little strange. Yeah, and do you have any, any sense of why that is? Yeah, hmm. It's just not part, I guess, of of, of the common vocabulary of, of an idea of an approach. I think we might be seeing more of that. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I don't really know why. But, um, it, it, you know, part of it is uh, now there is a, a large segment of musicians I'm in touch with um, because of being exposed to guitar craft that they, you know, they wouldn't look at me funny at all. But a lot of people know it's like, huh, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. maybe partly because the idea that um, how you use your own instrument, your own body, is uh, can be changed right. um, is maybe not something that most musicians have thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I, I to be. I have to say, I'm often very puzzled by by it as well because, I mean, we know that musicians, um, in general, certainly professional musicians, an awful lot of them play in pain. Right. It's it's a, it's a pretty hazardous profession in general, mm-hmm. and um, he, but yet there is sometimes a kind of a resistance. I think sometimes also some musicians are worried that an Alexander teacher is going to, oh, I don't know, interfere with their musical playing technique, mm-hmm. and they don't want that. Um, right. Is there, are there any sort of words of wisdom that you could share with fellow musicians uh, that might encourage them if the, if they're in pain or if they feel that maybe they're not playing as well as physically they ought to be able to? Well, certainly if they're in pain or the latter of what you just said, it's hard to back up sometimes. It's always hard to back up and, and take a new look at a process. Um, and, and I even at one point in taking these lessons with David in particular, and, and like I said, more embracing the technique, I found myself getting more confused while I was playing, um, having a period of time where it was even more difficult to play mm-hmm. because... Mm-hmm. Um, and letting go of some habits that work 
they might not be the best habits for my long-term health as a player, but in trying to let go of them, then there's this little period of time where a lot of uncertainty was moving in. And, um, but getting past that, uh, I'm, I'm very happy I did it. Um, like I said, there's no more pain. Right, right. The playing's easier, tone is better. And and now when I have, um, uh, when I'm working on a piece and I'm having trouble working out the fingering, I, a couple of the things I've picked up in the Alexander Technique I can apply. Um, Pedro D. Alcantara, I don't yes, know if, uh -huh. I, if right. I said his name correctly. Yes. He has a great book, um, and he has an exercise in there it's not it is an alexander technique but it's introducing a rest after the first beat um when you're having problems and and just that simple little thing that simple exercise um was a way to stay connected while negotiating a tricky passage um because i keep pausing every you know each new measure there's a pause and where am I? Where's my body? Is it? Uh, and it's made it, it's a very efficient exercise to learn a section or an entire piece of music with. Um, so there are things like that about that technique too. You know, some people are musicians that teach it, some are not. David happens to be one. So mm -hmm. um, he has some insights that he shared with me that are very useful. Um, right. Um, but the one thing I would say for any musician or anyone is it's something that has to be experienced. You can read about it. You can you can hear people talking about it. But until you have the experience, it, it's – I mean, would you agree? I think mostly I would agree. I would not agree 100% because I yeah. do think – there are some ways that one can convey Alexander ideas in writing or uh, speaking to someone that may, they're still going to have to get an experience, but they may not always need a teacher there. Mm -hmm. But having said that, I also should say that's a, it's a pretty controversial thing I just said. Well, and a lot of teachers would not agree with that. Sure. Um, but in general, yes. I mean, it, it's certainly it's certainly true that uh, the the basic ideas of the technique are you're going to learn them a lot faster with a teacher, right? Um, and um, you know, in theory, you, you don't need one. Alexander, the developer of this work, did not have a teacher. But, but on the other hand, he spent quite a long time going up quite a few blind alleys before he he came up with his, you know, a coherent method of, of teaching people. Mm. Yeah. And I guess one thing we should probably touch on is um, most, of course, most Alexander Technique teachers are not musicians. So if, um, if you are a musician and, and, you know, the technique intrigues you or what we're talking about intrigues you, could you say a word or maybe kind of... Um, Allay any fears that a non-musician can help a musician play oh. better. Oh, certainly. Um, Frank Sheldon, uh -huh. uh, the person who introduced it to me and who for the first seven, eight years I was around it was the primary person. 
Frank does not play at all. Sandra does not play. Frank is, well, I'm not sure how old he is, but he has hearing difficulties, so he can't hear a lot of times. And yet that man has helped me and many, many other guitar players tremendously. Mm -hmm. The teacher being a musician, I don't think really has any bearing Mm-hmm. at all um and 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 and, and just to cl- clarify that last statement because i i'm sure a lot of musicians listening to that would say how could that be uh could could you maybe just elaborate on that a little bit why why doesn't it matter if your teacher is a musician or not yeah why doesn't it um well an Alexander teacher's expertise is is how to use themselves in a way that is free and ease. Is that a correct statement? I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and and that is what they're transmitting. Um, if if we can, you know, if we can, anything we can do in that space will translate to everything else that we do. Um, and so, if Frank can or whoever is is working with me can show me how to approach the guitar in a way that is free. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be a guitar player to do that. And and in some ways it may be even more useful this this is just my own conjecture now but because he doesn't have any habits built up around it. Right, <laughs> so right, this, right. Um I always tell my students, you know, I I am about probably one of the most unmusical uh people on the <laughs> on the planet um I, I i do like some kinds of music but i i can't sing and i can't i really don't i can't keep a beat i can't really do anything musical and i tell my students that that's not really a disadvantage the only disadvantage is that i can't necessarily give them feedback about the quality of their singing or their playing um because i don't have an ear for it but in a sense, approach, for an Alexander teacher, approaching a musician, helping a musician is in some ways really no different from helping anybody else, uh, an office worker or, um, um, you know, helping someone with running. Sure. Or whatever activity someone wants some help with, um, we we look at it from the point of view. Well, what are they doing with themselves as they do that activity, and how can they improve it? Right. And right. so, in that sense, it's just another activity, right. <clears throat> albeit a, a, a pretty demanding one for pro- professional uh, professional musicians. My my one of my teachers, Marjorie Barstow, used to talk about the two instruments: the the musical instrument. And the musician, him or herself, that instrument, mm. and and her a point that she liked to make is the guitar or the piano or the flute or whatever is not going to change anytime soon. It's right. pretty fixed. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, you can you can approach that by by distorting yourself to accommodate to it, or you can see what kind of flexibility and you've got within you and what ability to, um, yes, accommodate to it, but accommodate in a way that doesn't harm you. Correct. I think that's yeah. kind of, and that's how she would put it. And and um, to me, I always thought that was a pretty nice way of, of looking at it. 
Mm -hmm. So um, do do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share before we before we bring the interview to an end? Anything I haven't touched on that you think would be important to to talk about? No, I I think you probably covered it, Robert. Um, anyone that's interested, I would urge to explore and and to be as open minded as possible. Um, Take a few lessons. You don't yeah. need very many to no. get a sense of whether this is going to be useful to you. And right. and I like to just say again, we are an Alexander, an Alexander teacher is not going to go in there and try to change your your music te- musical technique or force you into some mode that that you're not comfortable with. I think that Correct. is a fear of some some musicians maybe. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much uh my my guest today has been Patrick Smith who is uh, a guitar player and lives in Tacoma Park. And if what we're talking about interests you and you live in that area, uh, his teacher, uh, his name is David Jernigan, and we'll put a link to both Patrick's uh, website and to um, to David's website by the interview. And if you don't live in that part of the world, we'll also put a link to a site where you can find a teacher anywhere in, in the world. And Take a, take a lesson or two or three, or if you work for, uh, if you're part of an orchestra or a musical group, maybe get a local Alexander teacher to come in and give a, a workshop. That would be a very nice way to to introduce the technique to a group of musicians. So, Patrick, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Robert. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> 